The following is a Poppy Chulo Radio original program. The views and opinions expressed in the commentaries and or interviews in the following program are solely those of the individuals and are not views of Poppy Chulo Radio, its parent, affiliate, or subsidiary companies. Welcome to the pilot presentation of High Tea with Carlos Stilwell, exclusively on poppychuloradio.com, Poppy Chulo Radio, pop culture on demand. Today is Monday, September 12th, 2016, and I am your MC, Master of Ceremonies, the lady with the tea, Carlos Stilwell. During tonight's special pilot presentation, you are going to get a sample of what High Tea will have to offer once we premiere in October 2016. Let's cheer! Yay! Yay! High Tea will be your new home for the biggest news stories in politics, black issues, women's issues, and pop culture, and black women's pop culture, and black issues with women in pop culture. Now, allow me to introduce my lovely esteemed co-host Coco Elysis 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 my, my I, 25 year old friend I had it I had it yeah you, you had it you had it okay. I had it and then I lost it that's okay it's, it's okay I, it's, the, it's the retrieval that we care about the most you, you, that's right that was good that's there it is. There it is. And co-signing in the background, singing in the background, is Tamara Anderson. Don't, don't, where they do that at? Take time for that. <laughs> so you all already see where this could go. I would just like to let, throw it out to you ladies, Lady Coco, Lady Tamara. Hey, tell the folks a little bit about yourself. Just a few lines so that they know who you be. So who's going first? I think you I, should go, Coco, because you corrected your name with such panache that, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, um, I am from a small town called Robbins, Illinois, which um, is also the home of Nichelle Nichols, um, Lieutenant Uhuru from Star Trek, and Dwayne yes, Wade, and Kiki Palmer, and, 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 and Mr. T. <laughs> go, Mr. T. <laughs> Um, I'm an actress, I'm a musician, I'm a writer, uh, voiceover artist, um, you know, what else? Um, I like to dance, I like to laugh, I love practical jokes, um, I like to play practical jokes, and I like to um, receive, be on the receiving end of practical jokes. Um, yeah, I love grass, grassroots folk. Um, uh, I probably prefer more being around grassroots individuals than um, the uh, highbrow crowd, but I can definitely blend in both. Um, I guess that's, you know, just to start it off. But you guys will get to know me as time goes on and, and will probably have more descriptive words and phrases to to uh, accurately 
uh, say who I am, but that's it in a nutshell. <laughs> I love it. There it goes. You're up next tomorrow. So I'm Tamara, and I'm originally from Chicago. Southside. Yes, literally, where the um the original White Castle on 79th Street and the old Sears, where I think all of the items in my house came from and are still there to this very day. Thank you very much. And um I am currently living in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. No, I should say Philly, you know. Philly, the city of brotherly love. <gasps> yes. Um I am also performing artist, singer, actress, writer, um, crazy teacher, activist, politician type, woo, woo, woo. And uh, I am currently raising a teenager. So, you know, I'm alive today. It's a good day. And I've uh, been a teacher for a while. I and that is kind of all I got on the top of my head right now because it's been an interesting week I will say that but I do love talking about not just things that are important but things that are going to kind of make people go hmm is that true hmm, is that right oh uh, oh oh and I'm just really excited to you know be here love well it. I am glad to have you and I have to mention that Coco has a college-age daughter who's a fashion designer, a budding fashion designer, Miss Sucha. So, you know, keep that name in your heads because she's That's going right. places. That's right. And my daughter just published a book last year and her book is on Amazon.com. It's crazy. So awesome. not only are these ladies wonderful, but their daughters are the women that we are going to be talking about. They are the future. A little bit about, little bit about me. My name is Carla Stilwell. I am an artistic director of Impact Theater here in Chicago. I am uh, from Chicago, born and raised. On the playground is where I spent most of my days. Um, <laughs> that was whack. I know. <laughs> I was that like, she a poet and didn't even know it. Wow. Uh, raised originally in the neighborhood with uh, the lovely. Uh, a magnificent, magical unicorn that is Michelle Obama, uh, South Shore, South Side. I, I write plays, I write songs, I am mostly an agitator and an armchair activist. <laughs> and you, you uh, talk a lot of shit in a chair and on a couch. Man, I, man, let me tell you what I can do on a couch. These people are going to learn. Whoever's listening is going to learn today what I can do on a couch. The power um, of the couch. The power of the couch. Um, just so you know, every um, airing, every taping, I will be sampling a new tea. Since I am not a tea drinker, I am a coffee drinker, I have to admit that. But in honor of this process, I will be sampling a new tea. Today I am having lemon with passion fruit with a squeeze, or dare I say a squoze of lemon and a little Woodridge Reserve in the cup. Now these two on this phone have already told me that that's not authentic tea drinking, but I said, what the hell? I said it. That's a hot that's what I for said. those real tea drinkers out there in the world. You know it's a hot tide. You know the kind of, that heals you from the inside out. It's a hot tide. Mm-hmm. I'm a, I'm gonna need I'm gonna need tomorrow to fix her microphone and stop being hateful. That's what I need to happen. Stop it. My hot toddy. 
So, I'm not going to have Tamara talking mess about my cup of tea, calling it a hot toddy. Well, I'm a tea drinker because I can't drink coffee. So, it's a hot toddy. It's a beautiful hot toddy, but it's a hot toddy. It's okay. You know what? Well, where where are your people from? <laughs> my 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 people are from Memphis by way of Mississippi, Senatobia, Mississippi. At that. Wait a minute. So they went they went south to come north. They left Memphis, went south, then came up. They north. basically went to Miss from Mississippi, then came to Memphis. They like, oh, we went far, which went sideways, and then um, the rest of the family came to Chicago. And then only one lone cousin went all the way to Oceanside, California. She was like, F all this stuff. She was like, bye bye, country people. Okay, um, you two. We got to talk about tomorrow's lineage later in the broadcast. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's how We got to keep moving. It was just the way that she said, tidy, just tidy. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. It just hit me in my Mississippi bones. Like, it just <laughs> made me feel a certain kind of way. Like, it's. I know. That's why I was trying to tell you. I know what I, I know what that is. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Oh Lord, people always accuse me. Are you Southern? No, I'm from Chicago, and my people from Mississippi. So leave me alone. Um, <sighs> now, before we get into all of these topics we need to discuss tonight, here are a few reminders on how you, the audience, can interact with the show via social media. Download tonight's episode through iTunes. Just search for High Tea with Carla Stilwell and subscribe. You will also be able to download the entire High Tea library via papichuloradio.com forward slash archives. Follow Papichulo Radio on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr, and YouTube at Papichulo Radio. Help support High Tea and Poppy Chulo Radio by going to GoFundMe.com forward, forward slash Poppy Chulo Radio. Are you interested in joining the Poppy Chulo Radio team as an on-air personality or blog contributor? Hmm. If so, email talent at PoppyChuloRadio.com. Now that we got that business out the way, ladies, let's get this round table. So we are going to call our round table for the purposes of this show, just to keep it cute, our first sips. So tonight, let us get a sip of tea, real or toddy, as certain people like to call mine. And get ready to chat. You ready, ladies? Election 2016, you two. So lots lots has happened in this election cycle. Most of it is bad, despicable, and and what what did um, uh, Secretary Clinton call it? A basket of deplorables. Yes, it's (laughs) it's bad business. A basket of what? What is deplorables? deplorables? She, she said deplorable. She made a huge. She made it plural. Like she was talking about edible. Like it was fruit, but it was bad. Fruit. That's what she said. She made it was bad. Like it was bad edible underwear. She was like deplorables. Like instead of you wearing the edible underwear, you wear deplorables. Like what's that for? That's for like the thorn to get stuck that's up there behind. Word. I mean, yeah. I mean, so, it's like, oh. context. Secretary Clinton did a um, a speech uh, at a at a fundraiser on Friday. 
I forget where she was. I think she might have been in California. I'm not sure. Uh And um, she was talking about the Trump supporters. And she was like, half of them are a basket of deplorables. They're racist. They're misogynist. They're they're, they're xenophobes. They're homophobes. They're gross, is what she basically said. I'm I'm not hardly even paraphrasing. So... (laughs) She literally... She went in. So what we found out on um, yesterday, 9-11, which we'll talk about later in the episode, is that while she was giving this speech, she was fighting off pneumonia. Mm-hmm. And so she was, she was very ill. She ha- was fighting off pneumonia, was diagnosed on Friday, um, continued like women do to keep mm-hmm. going to work, right? Sick. She was like, she was like fuck a little pneumonia. <laughs> right, that's like walking pneumonia. I'm gonna walk right to this podium and say what I got to say. Right. Did you <laughs> did you see? I tagged you on something today, Carla. Speaking of women working and being sick with the wife, yes. like mom cold versus dad cold. And he's right. Like, she's like, you don't have Ebola. I, I have the same cold that you have. Yes, you probably gave it to me. No, you're not gonna die. No, I'm not taking your temperature again. Okay, I'll go get you. I'll go get you some juice. And she just kept going in the room. It's like, see, I'm still working. I'm watching club. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. Yeah. yeah. Because yeah, I just thought black women did that, but I guess that's just universal, you know, because you know we have a super super you know superwoman complex, but I, right. I think it's just a mother thing, a woman thing. Oh, it is. Just, it goes across. We just put ethnicity. ourselves like on the our back burner. Yeah, we just we just don't stop. We just keep on, and and unfortunately, you know, there's some women who died. You know, doing some it. <laughs> Shit, many die. Many. We got back. Every god out here cooked this and fried this chicken, and I just had that baby about an hour ago. You know. So like, you, you can we let the a, the afterbirth come out first before you start? Cooking? You had whole surgery, <laughs> uterus. You be like this. I'm gonna bend over the stove, and make these baked beans for these kids. Oh, now, okay. quick quick story. When I had my tonsils out. They came up to me. The nurses were so concerned. They walked up to me and they were like, okay, you can't go home until you swallow. So they gave me my liquid, um, <laughs> my liquid nasty. morphine or whatever the hell that is, the codeine. <laughs> and they gave me a, a cup of water. Now, you have so to long. swallow. swallow. And so I said, can I get swallow. two straws? Swallow. And she was like, two straws. Okay. So she brought me two straws. I took a sip of codeine and a sip of water. A sip of codeine. She said, do you know that there are men that don't leave here for three days? Oh. Tell the truth. What? I said, for what? I didn't have my throat removed. I just had <laughs> some tonsils scraped out. <laughs> you oh, gosh. you just like, I just had some things taken. That's all. Like, that makes it easier now to swallow. I'm ready to leave this motherfucker. So our um, uh, former Secretary of State, Hillary Clinton, continued to work and go to memorials and whatnot with pneumonia. Um, pneumonia. With, the, with, the, with the pneumonia, as the old folks would say. Pee. And at the end oh. of her day on Sunday, <laughs> the, the pneumonia. I said it. Why are you drinking that? And this is not the effect of a hot toddy. This is no. just the effect of growing up in Chicago. Going yes. Mm-hmm. Lord, you know what pneumonia is. You know what it is. Um, so then my, my girl, 
got to the car in a three-piece right. suit. It was hotter than heck. It was like hotter than death outside. <laughs> and she like, was, was like, ooh. She was like, I'm a little pinky. So she got a little weak. And now there's a health crisis. Now she has to release more of her health records. Now she's I... laid. And now will she be able to serve? This woman oh, just did... A whole campaign tour. Because she didn't just get the pneumonia on Friday when they diagnosed it. She She's been, been done bad. The pneumonia. <laughs> it doesn't, it's not a cold. It takes a while for it to incubate. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's not like, it's not like, it's not like a sniffle. You know, it's pneumonia. It settles in your lungs. That means you've been walking around with them spores for a couple of weeks. Yeah, let me you know. That. That's that pressure. That's that pressure of you know not wanting to be looked at as a weak woman. You know, right? That's what she already has. You already have like two humans of New York things that have been done on her, literally saying how she's viewed, how she's not allowed to ever argue loudly because mm -hmm. of of as, as being a female and 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 she talks she's like i've worked i'm married to one person i'm married to you know former president clinton i'm working have worked currently for the current president i have seen them both be in rooms and engage as males engage and i have been in those rooms with them but if i were to do that I would be seen as, you know, unpleasant or maybe as being too loud or maybe being too forceful. You know, it's all these things. And, you know, even the fact that she likes a really nice pantsuit. What is what is that all about? You know, why? Da, 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 da. You know, so it's it's very interesting how, you know, she has been a lot of the stuff surrounding her and surrounding this campaign is very telling of our misogyny in this yes. society. Absolutely. You know, you know, because whether you agree with her politics, whether you know where all the bodies are buried and you're like, okay, this is business as usual. She's taking money from these same people, blah, 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 blah. Um, at the end of the day, the treatment of her goes beyond who, who, who gave her what. And here's, it, it, and here's yeah. the other thing that's going on now. Well, she, her campaign wasn't forthcoming. She didn't tell the the people that she had pneumonia she tried to hide it no she got her ass off her ass and went to work mm -hmm. when right. did getting up and working through your your adversity become un-american and with a doctor with a doctor knowing let's be very clear like i have right. some friends who work on the campaign they're like the doctor was aware the doctor's like this is what i can give you <laughs> to get through this day to get through this. Mm -hmm. So the doctor was fully aware. It wasn't like she was just standing out there like, oh, I'm going to drop dead from pneumonia, which you can. We know you can. Mm -hmm. But the fact is, is that if she she if she would have been seen, she what's so funny is the same comment would have been made if she didn't show up and she was sick. Yes. Or if she did show up and was sick. The same comment would have been made. Because at the end of the day, you're telling me you want her to release medical records when Trump has still not released any of his tax records. None, none, zero, zero. None has not filed taxes, released tax records. Nothing's been released. That's important. That is actually what you were supposed to do when you signed the paper saying you were running for a public office. He hasn't done half of those things. Hey, and on that point, 
uh, heard this just a few minutes ago, didn't get a chance to um, update the full script for the show tonight. But a reporter, I believe at the Washington Post, has decided that he's going to, he has gotten this man's tax records mm. um, through a leak and he's going to post them whether mm. and take whatever sanctions, whatever court action, whatever needs to happen, whatever his punishment is for doing that, he will take it. He will go to jail for this. So that's yeah. going on. But while Hillary was being dishonest, oh, let me just stop and say one last thing before we move on a little bit. If I hear, if I never hear the word email again, it will be too damn soon. You know, I want to take the letter E out of the damn vocabulary. I want to take the letter E out of the fucking alphabet. If another mother fricker says email again, I'm going to snatch somebody's wig. I'm sorry. Your yeah, email is not really that serious. And you know what? I just heard Eddie Murphy say, what was that, Jimmy Kimmel? Looking at Jimmy Kimmel the other night. And he said he doesn't have an email address. He said, who am I going to email? <laughs> I can't. I can't. Like, wow. It just go- lets you know, you know, you kind of go back to that space like, is it really? I mean, of course, you know, we need it for certain things and stuff like that. Eddie Murphy really doesn't really need an email. I mean, we just get on the phone. Are you going to do this film or you're not? Yes or no? It's just real right. phone he's, call. The rest of us still people. get our contracts via email. Are you accepting this contract? Are you coming to the set tomorrow? Because if not, yes, you have 24 hours to respond. Oh, the script so, has just been updated. Here you go. <laughs> okay. So those of us that work in this entertainment business and are not Eddie Murphy famous still need our email. What? But I here's the other thing. How do we get to the point where we expect a 68-year-old woman born in America where there was there was still black and white TV and it was only 11 right. inches? So black this- and white that you thought you saw color. You were like, I like- <laughs> Dress. I saw that in color. To yeah. be this in internet savvy, when that when that old lady says, "I didn't know it was wrong," you know what? I believe her, and I I do not believe that Hillary Clinton is and she was wrong. Yes, but but she was totally exonerated too. They were like these emails are correct, and she wasn't the only one that took personal emails on. It was a bunch oh. of males that took them home, oh. too. If you're going to put everybody on the proverbial crucifix about personal emails, then everybody has to be on that crucifix. You can't just put hers on there just because it's connected to something else. Because that they it was like we're either upset about the personal emails and we're saying you shouldn't do it, which is difficult because everybody who has a GOV email address, any sort of government email address, does get some personal emails floated through there. And she relinquished 50,000, thousands, thousands, thousands of pages of it to whoever wanted to see it. She's like, here you go. Look through it. Be married. Look at how many times I, you know, emailed my daughter and said, oh, you're about to have a baby. I'm so excited. I mean, like, check that out. I mean, that's exactly what was in there. And the Washington Post just did an op-ed Thursday or Friday where they were saying, you know, we, the media have to take responsibility for this email um, fury and frenzy because Mm -hmm. we keep trying to be fair and balanced. So we're taking this one issue and trying to hold it up 
to be balanced and fair to Donald Trump, who doesn't, be, who is so deplorable, uh-huh. so despicable. Uh-huh. We should not penalize her by over-exaggerating a, an issue that is dead already. And not just dead, but he has not, he hasn't even done the basics of what you're we, supposed to tell We people. haven't heard from his doctor. Well, we heard from his doctor, that loon. I don't know if anybody saw the um, <laughs> uh, video interview of this crackpot, but he's some <laughs> dying hippie um, who literally, I think, was on an opiate during this interview. <laughs> I, know, I was like, do you well, have a I mean, life? I just... I just wrote it, man. You know, like, Donald's my friend, dude. And, like, Donald just, like, sent me, like, a request. And then, like, there was a car outside. Like, I just wrote it in five minutes. I was just, like, trying to keep it light, you know, dude. Like, awesome. I'm like, what the, huh? So, Why? Yeah, so you haven't done that. Coco is cracking up. Uh, because this is what happens. So you haven't done that. We haven't seen your shady ass bullshit ass tax tax returns and nothing let's talk about was saying that they're like 90 pages long that was the whole reason why it's just like it's her just emails long. were 50,000 pages page long where you sign it that had pretty much the summary of everything you know that last page says it all all that stuff oh. in the middle is just fluff that's for the IRS but we want to see that last page which is going to have all the numbers there that we need to see to just let us know what's been happening with you and it's gonna, and, and we are not talking, in my opinion, sufficiently about him and um, this Bondi chick, Pamela Bondi. Oh yeah. Um, mm-hmm. the Florida, the Florida, 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 the Florida, <laughs> Floridian, <laughs> the Floridian state uh, uh, attorney, attorney general, um, mm-hmm. who he did actually had a pay-to-play scheme with. They're accusing Hillary of all of this. But he actually paid this chick $25,000. He paid her an additional out of his, um, what do you call it, his um, foundation right before he was supposed to be prosecuted by the state of Florida for Trump University's failings. Mm -hmm. Um, And then all of a sudden his case disappeared. And then his daughter wrote her a $500 check out of her personal um, account and he wrote her a $500 check to her campaign out of his personal account and we're not talking about that okay let's get through some other stuff with Trump we're just not talking about we're not talking about Trump University we're not talking about there is a multi-person law class action lawsuit against him mm-hmm. <laughs> right <laughs> All the unions are like are in are in the midst of a lawsuit battle with him for all the casinos and the oh. jobs and the and the and the workspace and the firing like all of that is and this is the thing all jokes aside legally legally when you are like I'm going to run for public office there's a stack of papers on that stack of papers it asks for your complete tax return for all of your life and it asks for any kinds of judgments any kinds of pending lawsuits any kinds of pending legality cases all of your copies of business records all those things have to be put in a pot and given over to somebody so the fact that he has done none of those things and we have to wait for somebody from the washington 
supposed to say, oh, I'm just going to, you know, I got to leak it. I'm going to just spill it, just spill the beans. That's not due diligence. Like we are, we're about to have an election soon. Like that should be out for everybody to read. Whether you want to read it or not, it should be out for everybody to see. Do you want somebody managing all of the finances of the United States who has clearly mastered the art of bankruptcy in chapter 11? Is that really your goal? I mean, you know, I don't know. I mean, but do you, don't you think it would be more powerful to do that later into the campaign, like really close to the election so that it's just like... I'm, I'm not I'm saying you can do it. I'm saying that, I'm saying that legally though, he is breaking the law. Like he can't even run. He's openly breaking the law. That's not like a courtesy handing stuff over. It no. is on the documents when you are running for public office. He hasn't done it. I'm sipping my hot toddy on that tomorrow because you, uh, I'm with you when you're right, girl. <laughs> I mean, it's like, I, I'm just amazed <laughs> at how many But not laws. when you give a shade to her tea. Then <laughs> I know. Not when I said it was a hot toddy. You know, I was like this. I was like, that's kind of like a hot toddy. That's not real tea. You're like, Listen, get back to your point. You were doing good. You were doing good. I'm saying that this is, on. yeah, this is like the fact that I'm, I think I am less appalled. Okay. I'm over appalled. I'm not less appalled. I am shocked and amazed <laughs> that he is literally breaking the law, literally break. Like it's illegal what he is doing. And everybody's like, oh, well, as long as he shows us this, or if he shows us part of this, that's not how that works. Like that Geico commercial. It's not how any of this works. Like that's not how that works. <laughs> You're supposed to basically turn this stuff over. Because think about this. Let's think eight years ago when it was like, let's see President Obama's birth certificate. Let's see this. He, the reason why it was such a running joke is because he had to submit that. You have to be a naturalized citizen. citizen. That's probably right. That's proven exactly. by your birth certificate and paperwork. Exactly. He had already submitted that when he decided he wanted to run for office. In fact, he had already submitted it when he was running for senator. Because yes. that's a public office. Yes. The fact is, is that Donald Trump has never run for any public office. So because of that, he is hiding behind semantics and loopholes. But he has and not been properly vetted. He has not, he has been, not been properly, been properly vetted. vetted at all. And and this isn't like House of Cards where somebody's going to come in the last minute and say, hi, it's a joke, you're not running. He, this is somebody who's about to be... This is the thing. The one thing, whether you like or dislike whoever money has changed hand in Hillary's campaign, I will tell you this. You know who it is. You know how much money AFL-CIO gave her. Yes. You know how much money this other company gave her. You yes. know how much money the Waltons from Walmart. You know how much they gave. You know how now, much they. You know how much the Clintons made for every yes. speech. For every, every year. Every she year. To, she they had have to give been, out all of her books. She had to talk about how much she was a lawyer. Yes. They have been submitting tax returns in the United States publicly for 30 years yes wow including they, yeah, they have also collectively been in public office for 30 continuous years and because and the last year and a half two years that she was not secretary of state they were running that public 
organization, the Clinton Foundation. So they and had to she make was their tax New York public yeah. then too. Even when she was a New York senator and she had to prove that she was a resident of New York State. Remember all that stuff? Yes, yes. So I remember that's when I was living in New York and I was voting for her. She had to prove that, the, you know, the I think they were in the Andrea Dax, whatever it was. They had a home there. They had to prove how long they had the home there. You know, it was a summer home. They had to make it a permanent home. He had she had to set up an office space in New York State and then in New York City so she could run for the state Senate. All of those things. Albany was not like, oh, you you're famous. You've got a famous husband. So sure, no. just run. No, no. She had to submit all that paper and she had to submit. Here goes the. I love this part. She had to also submit all of the dirt during that case she was in when her law firm was being sued. She had to submit mm-hmm. all those papers too. That is now, a docket. That's a now, public case hearing. Let, let me let me let me keep us moving a little bit because we want to we want to get everything in. So here's the other tea on um, Mr. Trump, or as I like to call him, the orange anus. So. <laughs> His um, uh, his his uh, uh posters. I I forget the what they call them. The people that do his research. His researchers uh-huh. have all quit. <laughs> they've they've all quit because he hasn't paid them ever. He has a what? <laughs> he has not paid them. He hasn't paid the researchers. He has not paid his researchers. Why is he not ever. paying them? Because he's a he's a fucking disgusting ass cheapskate, despicable, disgusting ass frog. That's why. I mean, he's not paying the people that work at the casino. That's he why they suing paid. him. <laughs> so, so here, here's the other. How he pays campaign people? Guess who else is mad at this mug for skipping out on his bill? You know those three little creepy little girls that were singing at the beginning of the little freedom singers or whatever they were? They had a song over here. Trump will do the such and such and over there. Trump is really, he's so great, the little future white supremacists. Well, these little <laughs> girls. Give the be- babies a chance, Carla. You kind of rough on the Listen, sure. listen, they was like 12. They was like 12. <laughs> They're not even 13. That's not, you know, they was like 12. I don't know, man. They were singing with conviction. I can't trust it. I can't trust it. So this is, and you know they living in a white supremacist home because somebody put them out front and was like, yes, sing this song for this bigot who actually has documented, has been sued for bigotry. Oh, literally, and, not and figuratively, no, literally. He has been sued for housing discrimination and had to pay and lost the case. So these little, these three little <laughs> girls, God bless their little tiny hearts, have not been paid. This mug refused to pay them for their appearances and would not even compensate their, whoever manages their fa- father, whoever, for their right. travel to the events where they were over here. Donald Trump is really great over there. <laughs> well, that's just like he tried to say that, he's trying to say like the army, we should change their pay rate. For who? Who does that? Pay, this, pay who this, differently? This mofo low down around the town sat and said, well, this, you know, this race, this rapes going on 
in the military, but what did you expect when you put women next to men? Huh? Yeah. Who says that? Now, let me out loud. In public, what people hear you. Let me throw this out. The civil rights movement dot the new civil rights movement dot com actually posted a um, video, an uncensored video from one of Trump's rallies. Now, mm-hmm. those of us who are black in America already know what go on at Trump's rallies, <laughs> but apparently, right. other people need to see it, where all of his, um, where most of his constituents there. Uh, calling Hillary Clinton a bunch of bitches, calling Barack Obama a cup of a bunch of n words. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it got rough and ready. So if you get a chance, go to the new civil rights movement.com slash forward slash David Bad Ash, and then it's like underscore hang hang underscore the underscore b-i-t-c-h underscore f and it'll start popping up it's a horrible horrific disgusting display from the basket of deplorables that secretary clinton spoke of additionally um there is some the little story that Mara had uh, hipped me to, and I want to give it to you to talk about uh, the black teachers, not the, the the lack of black teachers in public schools. What's going on with that? Well, you know, it has been dropping consistently since I would say the early '90s. But right now, like I know in Chicago, the number percentage of black teachers teaching in public schools are hovering around 26 percent. Used to be at 45% around 96, 98. Um, Philadelphia's the same way, hovering around 25%. New York is at 27. It used to be 35% about mm. two. When I was teaching in New York, we were at 35% in, in 2004. And 10 years, you know, 12 years now after the fact, it, it goes down like a percentage every year. So the question is, what's happening? Like, why is that happening? Um, because it's not just because of conditions, it's not just because of, of pay, and it's not, um, it's not, you know, it's, it's a combination of everything, all of the above. Like most teachers of color will tell you, you know, they don't leave the classroom, or they don't leave the industry, they don't leave the profession because the kids are terrible. They leave the profession because of how they are treated as adults, as professionals in the field. And also, um, this push, you know, since in night, and it's always been de- declining since Brown versus Board of Education. You know, a lot of people, a lot of people don't always tell the whole story of Brown versus Board of Education. You know, they're like, oh, it, it ushered in integration, and it was a way for uh, public education to get more money. And we're not saying that, but in 1954, the, like the year it happened, the very next year, 80,000 black teachers and principals lost their jobs. And they did not get rehired back in public school settings in southern the southern region until 1963. So that that kind of this trickle down effect to now created this fear of parents making sure that their kids went into teaching because it wasn't like this guaranteed thing. Um, but as you know, 
it you know also the way the unions are being attacked the, the type of treatment at schools the fact that pay is being frozen the fact that a lot of households especially black households are led by you know by one person by one teacher who's working and so to have that type of money not be enough money it's just not enough for you to do it and and we are just not really purposely great about hiring teachers of color especially right. urban cities and then you go to charter schools you might see more teachers of color but what you also don't realize is a lot of half of the teachers at charter schools are not even state certified so you might be hiring people that look like the kids but they don't have the credentials that they should have Right, and that they shouldn't have the credentials they should have because they can go get them and get tests, take the tests, and go to school for it. Um, and this also is also connected to our incarceration rate. It's connected to our incarceration rate too, very like like tangibly. So mm. we also are not having a lot of black males. We not have a lot of black males going to college. We have a lot of black males in jail for nonviolent crimes when we could be educating them and sending them into the workforce. So all of that. It's something that is not talked about very often. Like, I remember when I started teaching in 1996, I was at Disney Magnet School, and it was like United Nations in there. Everybody's there. You had, like, older black teachers, older white teachers, older Asian, Latino. Like, it was, like, everything. And then by the time I moved to New York, it was still very mixed. I was like, oh, okay. I got to Philly. I was in a school with 1,800 students. I would say 70% of them were black. I was one of eight black teachers on wow. a staff of a hundred. Wow. Like I was wondering why the first week of school every kid knew my name. I said, I only got you in class. <laughs> they were like, like the brown teachers. We must we must know them. We must I mean they were like they were like Miss Anderson, I heard that you I said, who are you? Like what's going on? And that is, I, I was like, this is a problem. And like, I stayed in the classroom for, you know, a great deal of time. I just left because, you know, okay, I want to be performing full time, stuff like that, fine. But it is not like a legacy. Like this whole, and, that, right. and, that, and not to mention all the black teachers you lose every year. Like well, the numbers that retire are not the numbers that are replaced into the field. Well, you know, it's, sure. it's, when I'm when I decided that I was never going to go into another public school again in my life, um, like I, I couldn't do it. One of the things that I I noted was the frustration. A lot of young black teachers leave the profession because of the environment, because of the hostility mm-hmm. in the schools. Like it, oh, yeah. it is it is no desire. Like being a teacher for and one of the reasons I wanted to kind of talk about this story is because that was a, a point of pride. Like that was something, being a teacher for black oh my people mm-hmm. was something you yeah. aspired to, especially black women. Like that was that was a, uh, that was a, a very um, desirable line of mm-hmm. work. I know Tamara, uh, I'm, your mother being the teacher got you the fabulous mm-hmm. education that you were able to receive. <laughs> in right. your life you know like mm-hmm. women raised their families and and helped to move their children into middle class life mm-hmm. from and you also had supports too like when right. you starved out the public schools took out social workers there was a time when i was when i started teaching the 90s our school had a full-time social worker a full-time mm-hmm. psychologist full-time like it was for your school 
then you start making those supports go you know one person for a, a thousand kids in the city and as a teacher as the black teacher in the school you also become the, the dumping ground teacher mm-hmm. all the kids nobody wants come into your room for a variety of reasons I had a yeah. very interesting I taught for four years at a charter school and I'm one of those teachers that was not um, certified and just pretty much got thrown into the fire with right, like the wool like, yeah, at, right. at, at African Center School and because we were a charter school I don't you know we didn't have a lot of private funding it was pretty much whatever monies were allocated by um, CPS um I saw every year that there was a decline in, you know, the social workers, like you were saying. Um, I had one classroom that had eight students with IEPs. It was nine students in the class total. That was supposed to be a self-contained classroom. Right. Um, and, and charter and schools don't active, pay their own bills either. Read, I mean, we, I literally had one particular student who had, was at the reading level of a second grader. And we're supposed to be reading plays. and writing a play and then the one girl who didn't have an IEP was like Mama Coco I'm not getting ready to be writing all this these kids don't write or and they can't read and I was like I feel you I don't know what to do right now <laughs> and that's the problem so and that's the problem that is not always talked about we talk about the fallout like all oh, these kids are being failed by the public school system but they're being failed also by a lack of funding and what mm. you don't realize too is that when charter schools are sued because they could not fulfill a child's IEP, the school district picks up that tab, not the charter school. Right. So the charter school gets money for the special ed child. And charter schools can also privately fund. So say for instance, your charter school wanted to raise $20,000. It could. A public school is not allowed to do that at all. They can, like, a teacher can do a, a, a maybe a little thing to get some iPads for their room or maybe, like, a stack of paper. But it's a limit, like $500, maybe $800. Right. But privately funding, a lot of charter schools can do that. And some of the smaller ones, like, you're, like one that you were probably in, is even more at risk because they usually don't, like, for IEPs, you have to have a certified special ed teacher in that class. You have to have a license psychologist a certified school social worker you cannot even do the testing and sign off on it to send it to the state legally if those things are not in place and if a child does not get services because this is what i do now then you are basically building a case for all those education attorneys in Chicago, New York, and Philly who love this stuff for a compensatory case. They basically come up with a number. According to this number, your child didn't get services for eight years. So now we're going to give you $500,000 because now they have to get these services. The problem is the money doesn't have to be used at the school district. Because the school district has quote unquote failed their IEP because of under fate, the free appropriate education law, they can actually take that money out to the suburbs. They can go anywhere with that money. Because it's of a, improvement at one place didn't do the job. It is a horrible cycle. It is a horrible, terrible. vicious, terrible cycle. We will get into this more and more as we move forward. Um, because we will not um, we will not stop the drumbeat about what's going on in public schools is wrong. 
It's just right. terribly wrong. It's terrible. People are making but, big money off of bad decisions. It's bad. <laughs> um, so, I want to keep us moving, keep us on track a little bit. Because, uh, sisters, I'm, I'm just angry. I'm angry about this particular topic. Darth Becky <laughs> strikes again. Like, it's like a Star Wars episode. It's like episode nine. Darth Becky strikes back. Return of the Dark Menace. Like I can't with these white women in the news. So, in the last week, Becky has gone too far. Oh, God. First, we had Lena Dunham. Oh, yes. With her ridiculous, pasty ass. I can't. What is the. Oh, 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 Odell Beckham. Odell Beckham Jr. is the football player. Forget who he plays for. He and Lena Dunham's pasty ass were sitting together. Well, sitting at the same table at the Met Gala. He had the nerve, the audacity, and as my mother would say, the unmitigated gall to be using his cell phone and not engaging with her. So she got with the ultimate Darth Becky, Amy Schumer, and did an interview where she went on and on about well he did he wasn't looking at me and I was just some potato in a tuxedo and I wasn't even human to him and and he was rather be on his phone than to look at this thing that he wasn't even sure if it was a woman so of course black twitter dragged her all across dragged the her mm-hmm. grabbed her by her edges and dragged her across the internet. Then she said, well, gosh, I was just playing out my insecurities. Jeez, you can't say anything now without getting people upset, huh, Amy? And then Twitter said, for real, bitch? And continued to beat her in the eye. Boop, 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 boop. Then she came out with this lame-ass apology. I now see the error of my ways. I projected my ishkate on top of this lovely man who was wonderful and I don't know him and I was wrong to say those things and now I see the racial overtones of what I did which means HBO probably called that bitch and told oh, yeah. her you better get it right before we get because girls ain't that great no way <laughs> right they were like she probably, um she probably got threatened because the three of us are all in entertainment and we know the threat calls do come. Right. So then in defense of her disgusting self, her her dark her, her sister in with the dark fourth, Amy Schumer, was um in a Twitter war and someone was like, you know, the all of this racism that's coming out of you people's face. And she was like, oh, look, I mean, it's a known fact that black men are, are, are the ones catcalling. We all know who catcalls women on the streets. Mm-hmm. So then right. um, she got real scared. I mean, she got scared like 30 seconds after she posted. People only had enough time to take screenshots because she took that right now. So now oh, she's she- in hiding. But here's the thing. This is the story. 
that I'm going to I'm going to tell you girls the story, and then I want to I'm gonna start with Coco on this one. I want to know what you think. There is a football player. His name is Ezekiel Elliott. He plays for the Dallas Cowboys, right? He had a chick. I don't know if she was a girlfriend. I don't know what she was supposed to be, but her name was Tiffany Thompson. And little Tiffany was at a club with Ezekiel one night several weeks ago. She, whatever happened, she left the club. Some girl ran up on her after the club, beat her in the head. She had a fist fight. Ezekiel had gone already forward to another party at Ezekiel's home where he was staying. This happened in Columbus, Ohio. He had gone to the home. She drives up. Everybody's parking outside, about to go into the after party. She sees him with another chick driving his car. So she gets, that's my man, bitch. So she gets real elevated and heated. And now she's already looking a hot ass mess because she had just got her wig snatched at the club, right? So she's in the street, wig all snatched up. Edge is all gone, right? It's my man, bitch. So Ezekiel is like, bitch, I don't know you. So he proceeds to go inside with his with his posse, right? And she's like, I'm gonna ruin your career. I'm gonna ruin your life. Here's where it gets good. So then little Tiffany proceeds to text her friend and say I need you to come pick me up and I'm sitting on the curb and I just need when the police show up for you to tell them that he hit and Ezekiel hit me that he beat me up mm-hmm. mm. one of his friends stayed outside to be like you can't you know how bras had a one bra to be like babe you got to can't be out here whoop whoop you can't turn up out here like this right and, and she so the friend was out there like boo you can't turn up out here like this and she was like no i'm gonna ruin his life and you're <laughs> gonna tell him you tell the police that he beat me up so everybody looking at this bitch real crack so the police pop through and she's like he beat me up he beat me up and they're like oh mm-mm. okay so they pulled a friend to the side. They was like, he ain't touch her, man. So she was like, I have witnesses. So she pulls all these people she's text. It's like, it's about four or five people. People that were at the party, people she's text, right? So everybody signs an affidavit stating this bitch is a lie and the truth ain't in her. She tried to get me to lie, but the devil is a liar and a deceiver and I'm not in it. So no charges were dropped. I mean, no, you no mean charges. Charges, were charges. There were no charges filed. Okay. This didn't go anywhere. But it made the news. Mm-hmm. But what I find interesting is that she has not been charged with filing a false police report. Interesting. Coco, yes. I'm going to take a sip of my toddy. Your thoughts? My thoughts, my thoughts. I just was having a conversation. Um, with my boo about this and he said that um 
he heard his remember his mother made a statement saying you know they were talking about i guess this might have been about 20 30 years ago about black men marrying women from other races and stuff when they became successful and she says something to the effect that you know sisters deserve the black women deserve to be a part to share in that wealth too and and i don't think it's an across the board thing with with white men and white women but i do believe i remember I'm, I'm referencing a whole lot of different things going in my head so please try to stay with me cheryl underwood and one of her shows and this was an old show she was talking about the oj um simpson oh, yeah. um trial mm-hmm. and she said you know i don't understand why y'all don't want to be with a sister she said who helps you get into the cafeteria when your financial aid ain't come through a black woman who helping you write them term papers? You know, you talking about these athletes when they're at that at that mm-hmm. college level. A mm-hmm. sister. She says, see, you need to marry a sister because she'll give you a blowjob and make your homemade bitches, uh, biscuits from scratch. <laughs> and some homemade bitches. I don't know how you do that. But, but okay. Yeah, but biscuits, biscuits. Yeah. And, and they can eat biscuits, too. It's like, it's, it's almost as if, I don't know, it's, 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 you know, when somebody reference does wants to do that and they're going to that, you are really only looking at him and being with him before his for the financial gain or for the status or whatever that is that come with it. Because if you are seeking to destroy a man because he hurt you on that level, it says a lot about who you are as a person. It says a lot about you when it comes to I mean, that is just I don't know. That's that's just you really don't like black people. You really don't like or if, if even if it was a Latino, you don't really don't like them. You really just with him for whatever it is that you can how you can profit from that. I, I can't see anything else to that. It's just like when you get in an argument with somebody white and then the white person goes to the default thing. Oh, nigger. And then you go inside your head and you <laughs> You know, I remember one time this white woman was mad at me because I was taking too long in the drive through and, and she Coco, said, Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. N- she said the N-word. N-word. She N-word. said the N-word. And then, and then I, I kind of laughed on the inside because I couldn't even say the H-word. Like, because that's not inside of me. That's like not at my core. Like, we, you beefing with me. Why? We, we got to keep it. Just beef with me and be mad. Call me a B. Call me something else. But don't use the N word. Like that's like why are you clogging like, up the drive through? <laughs> yeah. Like True. why? And then we ended up at the at the stoplight together. And I was like, get out your car, get out your car. You know. <laughs> you know I went to Robbins. I you know. But you know it, it, that I just think at the core of when somebody goes there then that was never there was never love there was never any tenderness there was never anything but i am with you for status and for financial gain there is no way that you can go seek to that level because you know women get their hearts broken all the time me and cheek who broke who work at cta right. who uh mm-hmm. who are janitors and stuff like that do you go to their job and be like he be stealing soap <laughs> <laughs> He brought some toilet tissue back home. He be taking the toilet paper up out of you too. You know, you don't. Right. And bring it back to the house. Oh, God. God. Where they do that? Where they do that? Where they do that? Here's my thing about. Nobody got time for that. Where they do that? No, here's my thing with this whole situation. Um, with with all of these um, uh, Beckys that we're discussing, 
a lot of white tears a lot of white lot of tears. a lot of white tears but the problem this is the problem the reason this is a problem the reason at the core of our society that this is a problem is that this is some slave shit this is some cry wolf on the black man accuse the black man this is how i get validated in my white femaleness this is how i get attention paid to me this is how i use the black man as a scapegoat for everything and had to collect like fake witnesses which is what you used to do in the back like that's like, like you used to go collect people to 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 support your yeah like this yeah. disturbs me at my core because this is an old cultural trope and black men have been hung from trees and set on a fire and castrated and amputated and beaten and abused horribly over the things and the accusations that these women have made this week this is not these are not just surface gossip conversations this is a this is a problem it is systemic racism and it's so funny because you know i was battling racism on facebook i was out here racism exists on facebook <laughs> and i had like 20 white men coming at me and i was like am i why are you calling me a racist i was like what time what time white tears i got it Sh <laughs> shooting stars i was out here i was like but you can't like this no <laughs> I was like, duh, 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 super activist. <laughs> like I had on my cape and shit. I had a big ass A on my chest. <laughs> I can send off racist comments in a single bounce. I am super abolitionist. <laughs> super <laughs> Form of a shotgun. <laughs> Shape of some track shoes. Like I <laughs> was out here fighting for oh. freedom. Um, <laughs> and it's, it's this, fingers, <laughs> and it's this constant conversation about I don't have anything. I where's my privilege? Here's the privilege. Here's mm. an example of the privilege. The privilege lays in you thought because you were a white woman, and you can't tell me, Becky, that that didn't creep into your mind that you would call the police and say that big brute athlete beat me and he would not and you had every intention of it going viral and ruining his career yep yeah that's, that's privilege that is privilege that is that's and that it made the systemic news. and that it made the news and that this whole bag scuzz bucket did not get a charge filed on her for filing a false police report where's the district attorney because that's disgusting so when we talk about privilege let's this this is an example of we can definitely sue her for defamation of character he has every right to do he that he could sue her but she ain't got shit because everything yeah. she had she was his that's why when mm -hmm. she saw that other chick she was like bitch get out the car <laughs> what <are you> doing? <laughs> That's why she got all hype. <laughs> What's going on? You like this? No. <laughs> like, first of all, let's just get into the practicalities of look. We was all raised in a certain kind of way. Bro, you done just got your wig snatched once tonight. 
just stop. Like this one is right. time to go home. You look in the car and now he with another bitch. It's time for the night to be over. <laughs> right. It is time to cease and desist. There's just some fights I'm not gonna have. I'm like, oh, is that we gonna let me just go no. Let me take it home. Let me go home. Um oh also Kate Upton, the model. Um <laughs> she she also was very is very disgusted. She went on Twitter rant and she was so it was so disrespectful these black athletes that have been on a knee during the national anthem. because she had to voice her disgust uh, uh, because this is so disrespectful we'll get to that Ishkate in a minute Um, yeah that that is the the Beckys the Beckys the Beckys the Beckys they have all gone too far the other thing one of my favorite things I want to talk about right now is my president Barack Obama because he is the real MVP he is the GOAT the greatest of all time so our president did a couple of things that was gangster this week (laughs) his first uh, gangster pimp move was when he um, uh, uh, put the kibosh on the Dakota pipeline yes Mm-hmm. He said, "No demons. You will not run an oil pipeline up under the fresh water of these these Sioux and Indians. No, you won't do it. Mm-hmm. You will not. You will not destroy native lands and native um, uh, uh, burial sites with your bullshite." Like in support of a live act of protest, like that's huge to come out on the side of a live act of protest. People getting arrested. Bit by dogs. Bit by dogs. Yes. Terrible. Burial grounds were being dug up. Mm -hmm. And and this is the thing that made me so sad. This is what made me sad about the whole thing. So the the Dakota the the Sioux in that um, area were so excited and so grateful that Native Americans from all over the United States showed up. Mm-hmm. And the Sioux chief, who is, let me, let me say for a minute, that man is fine. Jesus. <laughs> I didn't see him. Christ. I didn't see him. Woo! I gotta, I got I got look and see that picture. Jesus oh yeah, he came from a good, he came, a, a, he came from a, he came from a good batch of nut. I'm sorry, excuse me. Oh mm. my God. You just oh, I would, I would smoke <laughs> on mm-hmm. his peace pipe, baby. <laughs> smoking on your peace pipe. Hey, <laughs> smoking on out. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I was like, shiver me timbers. Why is this man so fine? <laughs> you wanted to get on the back of a horse and ride to the sunset. <laughs> Into the sunset. <laughs> I was like, let me put on some of this this buffalo hide with you, Daddy. You were like, yes, let's stay warm together. <laughs> I will move right up the, into your TP, into your traditional oh, native house. Oh, God. Oh, 
<laughs> I will be out there. I will be out there milking the You will be out there. You be out there with the with the elements, Carla. With the elements, I'll be standing there like like in the what? day of Pocahontas cartoon with my flow blowing in, in a smokehouse. She <laughs> fell in love with that engine. She living out there on the reservation. Damn, <laughs> <laughs> cribs to have a tea out there. She got to go. She, she just got, got in touch. She, she got, got in touch with her two percent. She done went there. She I got in touch with her two percent. Wait, wait, I, I, I'll be the, oh, the last good egg to have a little Native American son and name him Fighting Win- Willow Brush or something. Like, come here, little Fighting Willow Brush. You know, I almost named Sucha Featherway because I had met another Native American that was having her baby at this with the same midwife that I used. Mm-hmm. But, we, but we took a reading on it and it was like, nah, that's not going to be a good name for her. She's so fiery, <laughs> but if you take a feather and fan a fire, it just grows. So she right. Oh, yeah. I say, mm-hmm. yeah, I say, you think Sucha A. Ma is bad. You almost look Featherway. <laughs> <laughs> it's like. Thank goodness for a reading. I know she was like, say by the side, just like my, you know, hotel, <laughs> former hotel parents. Oh, the hotels. <laughs> oh, oh I'm going, I'm, we, we have to do on our Do next my Shay days, my Shay days. <laughs> like, listen, I'm do, a reformed next- Shay, I'm reformed Shay, reformed Shay. Uh, now you just cocoa butter, you not Shay butter, no more. <laughs> I'm cocoa butter. <laughs> No, listen, ladies, I have to put it out here. Remind me, next taping, we will do a whole segment on hoteps because I learned something and I'm going to get back to the news about why Obama is the real MVP in a moment. But I learned something. What? Not everybody knows, not every human being, especially I was shocked that not every colored American black person knows what a hotep is. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we, we have to do we have to educate, yes. We have we have to do some hotep education. It, and it's levels to this hoteness. It's very it's really, varying levels and it's levels. It's layers. Yeah, levels is, it's know, like an onion. Segments, yeah. It's like an onion. It's got layers. Oh yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's like an layers. onion. <laughs> yes, it does. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. so uh, President Obama smacked down that pipeline. What pap? Fuck this pipeline. <laughs> Then he got real grown and he flexed on the states. He said, you dirty motherfuckers will not keep this uh, Planned Parenthood money away from them. This money is for public health from Mm -hmm. the government. And I don't care what you think they doing at Planned Parenthood. You biz not itches better give them their money. President Obama said, bitch better have their money. So it is absolutely illegal now for any state to keep money away from Planned Parenthood. You hear what? that, Mississippi? You hear that? Run tell that. You, it's <laughs> you hear that? Well, you don't have a Planned Parenthood in the state. Do you hear that? You two places. Oh, I'm sorry. I mean, to call out the state. I had a moment. Oh, my God. Because um, he is the real MVP. So President Obama put the kibosh on all that foolishness. Because here's the thing. I love watching him in these last few weeks at this point of his presidency. But mostly this year. Because he has burned down the field on which his fucks lay. And he has (laughs) salted the earth. So that no further fucks will grow there. (laughs) 
President Obama no longer possesses a fuck or a place to grow one. And he and Michelle Obama hold hands and skip through the barren field of fucks that lies before them. Fucks will fly away. Ha ha. Nary I say fuck to be had. (laughs) <laughs> Ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> yes. That's the new, that's going to be the theme song for <laughs> High Tea with Carla Stilwell. That is going to be our theme song. So this leads me to my next um, Obama is the, is the GOAT, the greatest of all time. And then he had the nerve, the audacity, and as my mother would say, the unmitigated call to go in on Matt Lauer's old punk ass. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I can't stand like, him. He irritates he, me so much. Well, he's, well, he's so angry sometimes. You just like. Well, he's a misogynist and he's mad. And what was her name? Ann? Um, oh, yeah. He was mad about that promotion. Meredith. It was like oh, Mer- Meredith. Well, he, he Meredith, tried to yeah. sabotage Meredith, but who did he get off the air? What was the woman's name that came out of Oh, Meredith? the one who had her own talk show. What was her name? But I didn't like oh, her. Oh, right. Like, he, he had a big, he had a big misogynist, like, tantrum about mm-hmm. both of those women. And now he's lost his hair and he's just mad. He's just angry and he has... And I mean, Meredith... Lines. Meredith left that situation with like a gold tattoo. She was like, ooh, whatever. I got four shows and what you gonna do? Now what? Meredith has 99 problems and Matt Lauer ain't one. But Mm -mm. Barack climbed up his ass because of that horrible display at the um, commander in chief um, forum. I was like, what was that? where he was completely rude to Hillary Clinton. They had 30 minutes. He spent 12 minutes talking about fucking emails and the rest of the time admonishing her and interrupting her. And then the orange anus comes on and he does not push back on one lie. So the president was like, so he was like, so what's happening? They just lying now. You just get to, you just, he, uh, he gets to lie (laughs) and you don't say nothing. What, what kind of reporting is this? When are you going to do your job? So president Obama crawled up his ass. (laughs) It was great. Literally, it was, wonderful. it was like it was like those little things in, in the in the wrath of Khan that they put inside their ears and go crazy. <laughs> he was oh, like, wait. "Here you go." Oh. oh, wait, wait! I forgot in the election section to say that my my other baby daddy, Lester Holt, he my he my sugar daddy. Who? <laughs> Lester Holt. I love Lester Holt. Oh, I remember I met him. I remember I met him when I used to work across the street from CBS, the McDonald's, making three thirty-five an hour. He's coming in. Wow, I know what year that was because I remember that being <laughs> way. I was like this. Mm-hmm. Well, let me tell you about uh, Daddy Lester Holt. Daddy Lester Holt will be hosting the first presidential debate. Oh, that's right. So. I was gonna watch that shit show anyway, but now I'm really gonna watch. I'm gonna get a box of popcorn. Moving on up, moving on up. I'm gonna to get a box of popcorn and a glass of wine. And the only thing, no, I'm gonna need a, a bottle of wine for that ridiculousness. You might but, need a box. Yes, yeah, so that is happening. So listen, 
we are getting low on this time. So it's a couple of things I just want to throw out there. Uh, this week was also very, very exciting in television. Two wonderful shows, Queen Sugar and Atlanta. If mm. you have not seen either one of these shows, please do. I've seen them both. Queen Sugar had me in tears. Ava DuVernay did her thing. Her thing was done. It happened. Um, Dan, uh, um, Donald Glover is of the Atlanta mastermind. It is a wonderfully uh, glib and dark show that is wonderful. And um, real quick before we go and head out, I am going to introduce just a quick little segment about uh, that I want I want to share with you people, you ladies. Um, so this is just going to be the hot toddy section. And I did this before you started talking, chick. Okay? So the hot toddy, <laughs> the hot toddy section is the hot ass mess of the week. Real quick, Coco, go. What is the hottest of the hot ass messes this week? Hottest of the hot mess this week is not is it personal or political or whatever, whatever, whatever. Um, I went to a party um, with with my boo, and there was this. I came in the room and I was introducing myself to people. First chick was like, I thought she said her name was Maggie. She said, Do I look like a Maggie? First shade. And <laughs> so then her bestie was like, I hope you guys didn't think this is like a real party because we was looking good. Then the other nice ladies were in the room like, it's a really cool mirror over there. So I go to the mirror and it's a beautiful mirror with this thing around there. And I started dancing and she was like, everybody's like, ooh, we love you. We love you. So the shady uh, lady said, you know, that was very risque. She's like, because we could have been like, ooh, look at that hoe. And because it was a, it was a, a group of people and they were, you know, convening because they were in high school. I took the high ground. I did not go there with her, although it was very hard, very, very difficult, but that was my best for the week. Was I took the high ground. I didn't pull Robins out of my purse. I didn't cut her out say, you are the whole. You can see that, but you're shady. You're a hater. You hate the fact that we got attention. We look good. You're washed up. You're losing your, your, it was just a mess. So anyway, that's the end of that because I know we got, don't have time. So, <laughs> I'm done. That was disgusting. And I'm sorry you went through that. Tomorrow, real quick, hot toddy, the hottest mess of the week. Oh, I'm just going to say my church closing was the hottest mess of the week. And I'm not going to even get into that. It was just, it was messy. It was messy going into it. And it was messy coming out of it. But we came out of it. And there it is. There it is. For me, the hottest, hottest mess of the week is the fact that I keep watching television and watching damn MSNBC and I can't stop myself from watching the news. So I am the hottest mess this week because I keep taking Trump into my system and I will not stop. This has been High Tea with Carla Stilwell and it streams Tuesdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. Episodes are available to download Tuesdays via poppychuloradio.com forward slash archives and iTunes. Follow Poppy Chulo Radio on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr, and YouTube at poppychuloradio.com. And you can support High Tea 
and Poppy Chulo Radio by going to GoFundMe.com slash Poppy Chulo Radio, forward slash that is. If you are interested in joining the Poppy Chulo Radio team as an on-air personality or a blog contributor, you can email talent at PoppyChuloRadio.com. I would like to give it to the floor to the ladies to say a good night to our new fans. Good night. And nobody got time for that. What is that? Y buenas noches, toda la gente escuchando la show. Good night to everybody that's listening to the show. And I am so glad to have you and I hope we can keep you around. Have a wonderful evening and good night.